I have no advice for anybody. And I'm an experimenter, so actually at the end of this few minutes, I'm actually going to attempt a demonstration, and uh, I hope it works. Okay, I'm a physicist and engineer, and my view of what I do, on one side am I, on the other side is nature. We know some of the laws, we know some of the secrets, but most of the laws and most of the secrets we don't know, and we have to find them out. And I'll tell you two of them, one that I worked on which led to the Nobel Prize, and the other one which is just being done now, which is not so much physics, but is the same thing, the struggle of the engineer, the scientist, the technical entrepreneur, the inventor against the secretive nature. Okay, a hundred years ago, the electron, okay, I keep moving this, was discovered, and you all know what the electron is, it's the basis of electricity, uh, electronics and all these wonderful things. And it's a very simple particle. Sixty years ago, the muon was discovered in cosmic rays that come down from outer space, has a big effect on our uh, genes. And uh, about 30 years ago, I began to think, what is the connection between the electron and the muon? Because there's something funny. This particle, the muon, is 200 times heavier than the electron. And, but I couldn't work on it because I'm an experimenter and I needed apparatus. I was fortunate then to get into Stanford, to the Stanford Linear Accelerator Center, and did all sorts of experiments, some good and some bad. And then a colleague of mine who's in here maybe, Burton Richter, built a machine, and I built parts of it too, which enabled me to go after a question, was there any relation between these two and was there anything else like the electron and the muon in the world, in nature, anywhere? And it was a long set of experiments, maybe 10 years or so. And to my delight and surprise, and a lot of skepticism from other people, turned out that indeed there was another one, which we call the tau particle. Now this particle is 3,000 times heavier than the electron, so 17 times heavier than the muon, and none of us know why. Nobody knows. And these people tell you about the theory of everything, they know very little because they don't even know that. Okay. Now whether there are more particles also, we don't know that either. We haven't found any more, but there may be more. So that's what the prize had to do with, the third one. And now I'll tell you something else. You may have been thought that I was using a marker board. Well, it's like a marker board, but it comes from a new company called the Invention Company, of whom the president uh, is Judy Finer, an artist, and also happens to be my wife, but the important thing in here is that she's the president. <laughs> she's an artist. And we got to thinking a few years ago, marker boards do not work for serious art painting. If you want to paint with acrylic or tempera, either to learn as a child, an amateur, try out things, you can do it on paper and canvas, but when you do it, 
you can't change it very easily. Yes, you can paint over it, and if you're very skillful on canvas, I think you can scrape it, but it's frustrating. And what we realized, mostly the president of the company realized, is that it would be make learning art you know, at all ages much easier if you could use temper or acrylic, which are serious paints, and change it when you wanted to. And not only change it dry, but change it wet. Change it whatever you want. So now comes a demonstration. And uh, this is something, probably it's called Paint Away. The design is not by me, but the painting is by me. <laughs> so still life. Okay. Now, after having looked at this a few days later, what I sort of decided was, well, I really didn't want a blue flower over here, okay? But I like the rest of the painting, and then I want to go on. So what you do, and here comes the demonstration. I'm an experimenter. If it, if it doesn't work, we'll go back to the laboratory. So what you do is, okay, I don't like this color. So you just take water. I'll try not to ruin everybody else's thing. And it comes off. Then you take some dry stuff, and that's tempera paint. It's all now cleaned up. And now, if, I, if you had more time, if they'd given me a few more minutes, I would start painting it the color you like. But I wouldn't want to show you my painting ability. <laughs> OK. So that's the other sort of thing I work on. It's always a challenge against nature. And one of the reasons we, I came here was there are so many wonderful, successful people in business, and it's easier to find a solution in nature than to market these darn things. And I know no more than any of you guys do about how we're going to market that. Thank you. Well, I'm done if there are any questions. Otherwise, we'll, we, it's we late. Have just a moment or two for a question or two. It looks like there's the young man racing to that microphone, one of our honors students. Uh, what made you originally suspect the connection between the electron and the muon? Well, I thought there must be a connection. The connection itself has never actually been understood. I don't know what the connection is. I found the next particle because I couldn't find the connection. I would love to know the connection. There's a law of physics that gives you a connection. It says there are three families of particles and the towers being. That's not an explanation. That's a restatement. I told you in simple words, and I can write this all in equations, and you won't there's nothing more to know. We don't know what the connection is between the electron and muon. All we know is there's another one called the tau. But what made you originally suspect? Not I didn't ask if you proved it yet because you already said you didn't. Oh, why did I suspect? Well, I like simple problems. I have a very bad memory. And I didn't want to work on complicated things. And here were just two particles, the electron and the muon. I could spell them, and I know the Greek symbols for them. <laughs> we could. Oh, OK, well, this will be the last. Two questions. First of all, did you come up with the name Tau? No, a graduate student did. OK, now how many Taus would you say are in that poster board there? None. The tau only lives for a millionth of a millionth of a second. We have to make them all the time. So it's like, it's artificial. Right? Artificial, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean.
for, for you budding entrepreneurs, there is no way in selling towels, internet or otherwise. Thank you.